This dramatised scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on March 19, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. along he saw a blind man from birth his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind neither this man nor his parents sinned but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him as long as it is day we must do the works of him who sent me night is coming when no one can work while I am in the world I am the light of the world after saying this, he spit on the ground. He made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. His neighbours and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, mm. Nah, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted. I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him, how had he received his sight? He put mud on my eyes and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What do you have to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. They asked them, Is this your son? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it he can see? We know he is our son and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now or, opened his, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age, ask him. A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth. We know this man is a sinner. Whether he is a sinner or not, I, d I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Now, that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. 
Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could, he could do nothing. You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped Jesus. For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what, are we blind too? If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Just zeroing in on a few verses that we've just heard. Jesus heard that they, the Pharisees, had driven the man out. And when he found him... He said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Worshipping him, that's what we're doing today, isn't it? Three years ago, this set of readings sits with me, though, because it was this set of readings when COVID came to town and drove us out. Well, drove us out of the, you know, we'd been across the road here at the, um, at the hall for a couple of weeks. COVID came to town, and when this set of readings came along in the lectionary in 2020, there were just a handful of us sitting in the hall. At least that's my recollection. I hope I've got that right. And we began this thing about, you know, in inviting people online to join us in worship. Three years. Wow. Does it seem like three years to you? At the time, I had absolutely no idea what was lying ahead. I was blind to it, I've got to say. Hindsight teaches us to see better. How about you? What has this past three years been for you and how has it taught you and what has it taught us as community? What does it mean for us individually and for us as community today? I'd like to begin to explore some of these questions in light of the reading from John chapter 9. But first of all, let's pray. Loving God, send us your Holy Spirit to open our eyes to Jesus. Send us your spirit to open our heart, our hearts of faith, to receive all that Jesus has for us and sends us with from this place this day. In his name, amen. Well, thankfully, we're on a different part of the journey now, though, aren't we? We're not just starting out with this terrible pandemic. It's an adventure now that we take up a new three years on. And it's good then that Jesus on his journey comes to and finds a man who we will also find is on something of a journey, a great spiritual journey. Not unlike the journeys of the people that we've been with in our 
gospel readings in the last couple of weeks. We were with Nicodemus on a spiritual journey and a woman at a well last week. Maybe it's not unlike the journeys that you're making as people uh, spiritually. The disciples say to Jesus, Rabbi, as they come to this man, who sinned? Now, they've got a particular understanding about sin going on here, haven't they? Was it this man or his parents that he was born blind? Now, we know that our understanding of sin is that we are born into it, this original sin. But it's not that this that causes whether we're well enough um, or not. And so Jesus says that to the disciples, how wrong you are. Neither this man nor his parents caused his blindness by their sin. But this man will show you the grace of God by what I do next. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And as I, I remind you that as we read John's gospel in these weeks, we will often find this great contrast between the light and the dark. Jesus says, makes this claim, I am the light of the world. And when he had said, said this, he spat on the ground, made mud with saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means which means scent. And there's an invitation for us into this now to hold on to this space. This space of healing means he goes to the place which means scent. Don't forget this name. The man washes there and he came, comes back unblind, as we heard in the children's address. This is where his spiritual journey is really going to take off. People come to him and he's going to be challenged on what's been going on here. And they're going to reject him some. First of all, his neighbours are so amazed at his healing, they say that maybe this isn't even the same dude here that we knew. How were you healed and who healed you? Did you hear the man's first answer? It was the man, Jesus. And he did this. Well, he's partly right, isn't he, the man, Jesus? But the spiritual journey of this fellow still has some way to go. The neighbours and the crowd now take him to the religious authorities, the Pharisees, for interrogation, it seems. They immediately call out this Jesus as a sinner because this wonderful act of grace has been performed on the Sabbath. But there are people in that who hear that and they're not so convinced that he's a sinner. How can someone heal like this if he's not from God? And all the while the question is starting to swirl. Who is this Jesus and what does he mean for me? In fact, I can see this question. It's just swirling down this aisle now through the camera of space and around down to your aisle as I speak. Who is this Jesus and what difference does he make? Well, you've been healed, as we heard in the reading. Who do you say that he is, the Pharisees ask of the man? And note and listen again to his response. This time, he says, he is a prophet. He is a prophet. This man, Jesus, healed me. He's a man, and now he's a prophet. He's a man from God, it seems. The spiritual Steps are being taken on the journey. But with those spiritual steps comes this mounting pressure on this poor fellow. John tells us that the Jews, and that's 
shorthand for the Jewish religious leaders who reject Jesus, start to call in question whether he was really blind at all. Is, was there any real healing? Fake news, you know, isn't just a thing of today. It started way back then. And we'll hear it again, actually, by the way, when we come to Easter Day and we're in Matthew's Gospel in Matthew 28. They continue this fake news thing going on, it seems. So off they go again, these Jewish leaders, and they ask his parents, was he actually blind? And who's this one who healed him? And the parents confirm, yes, he was blind, but did you hear that they're, they're afraid to answer because of the pressure that's put on them? This intimidation which leads to fear. They're threatening to expel anyone who follows this Jesus. So they come back to the man again. I can't imagine the pressure this poor person is under. Received his physical sight, being born blind. And yet he's facing all of this interrogation. They demand that he denounce Jesus as a sinner and prepare to denounce him and cut him off from the community should he follow this Jesus. But here, this one who was sent to the pool of Siloam, which means sent, remember, now wonderfully starts that journey of being sent by standing his ground, by confessing his faith. Standing his ground reminds me of those verses we heard last Sunday in our second reading in Romans chapter 5, in this grace in which we stand or sit, whatever the case may be. He says what a witness he now becomes. He says, I've already told you and you do not listen. I was blind, now I see. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Under the pressure and intimidation he faces, he says he must be from God. And they drove him out. And they drove him out. Jesus hears the story of the man. And the healer comes again. This is a story of Jesus coming again and again. Just at the right time, it seems. Do you believe in the Son of Man, he says. Well, who is he, is the man's response. And Jesus reveals himself fully now to the man. You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. I'm going to invite you to say those words in a minute in the confession of faith that we'll make. How important those words are. The man healed truly sees in contrast to those religious leaders who are so blind. How has COVID and its lockdowns and struggles affected you and your faith? In March of 2020, I remember sitting down in the community room at Station Street with the church council. We were sitting at desks some distance apart and these desks had been fully sanitised, etc. We were trying to understand what was about to unfold. I have to say I had no idea. 
It's affected us, this COVID thing, in so many ways, hasn't it? Our life as community thrown into chaos. For many, it was a time of great darkness. And for some people today, it remains that. Sensitivity to one another is so important. During those days, we produced a little resource that's still available on our website at St Paul's, thanks to people like Sue. Sue was a key person involved in a little resource that we put together during those days called Growing Through Times of Change. I still commend it to you today as a devotional resource amongst those that you have, because the journey in life remains one of change, it seems, of need for healing both as individuals and as a community. And Jesus, the healer, is here. Jesus, the healer, is here for you, for us as community. Whether it be COVID, whether it be life, whether it be how I see the person in the mirror, whether it be sickness, whether it be death, our relationships, our desire for community and the loss of it, even in the church, there are challenges ongoing. And Jesus, the healer, is here for you. How are you doing today? I'd love to hear from you. For the man born blind, healing brings not only wonderful physical sight, but also a journey of spiritual faith sight, even in the face of such opposition and the loss of community as he experienced when he was driven out by those Pharisees. For him then, restoration must also include the restoration and promise of community. And that's why we are called to read on. Don't just stop at John chapter 9, but come to John chapter 10, where you'll hear these words, and we heard them in the psalm for us today. I am the good shepherd. I'm your good shepherd. I lay my life down for you. And I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold, and I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. Healing includes life in community. One flock and one shepherd. How vital this was for the man who was rejected by the Pharisees. How important it was for those who heard John's gospel perhaps for the first time. At a time John's gospel we think was written when those first witnesses of the resurrection were either dead or had just recently died. And how important it is for us as we emerge from COVID on an exciting journey ahead to navigate our way forward. Even in our beloved LCA with its impasse and differences on matters of ordination. We are made for community, I am convinced. But community in Christ. And today we don't meet in the community room at Station Street like we did, you know, um, back in March of 2020. But we come to this house of community that the Spirit invites us to because here we meet, not at the Pool of Siloam, but again as we start out our worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the journey of joining this man in being the ones who are sent.
We are God's healed ones. Yes, wounded by so many things and often so many people on the journey. But make no mistake about it. We are the people sent into the world with this man. That's a cover uh, of a book by Dean Eaton called Sent. And it's about the journey that we make together. I sometimes listen to people who say, Pastor, it's just so hard. You know, there are people that I dearly, dearly love in my life. And I just wish that they'd know Jesus more fully or, or know him at all. I want to encourage you today in your journey as fellow sent ones. Don't despair. Look to Jesus. The healer is here for you. And as we just flick to our next slide, it's, it's a slide that comes out of Dean's book which suggests that on the journey to faith, for people there may be many steps on that journey in coming to faith. Or in coming to faith, many steps to be made, and they're not often or always of just a beautiful linear pattern, you know, like if I say this, they'll do that, and then they move to this next step. But it's a journey of witness. It's a journey with the healer. It's a journey of being sent. And it's your journey and mine. It's the journey that Nicodemus makes in John's Gospel. It's the journey that a woman makes from a well who goes into a town and says, this man told me everything I've ever done. And the people from the town come to Jesus and come to faith. That's our call as wounded healers to bring people to Jesus. So be who you are and go, perhaps quietly, but go surely and confidently with the healer who walks with you. And as you say in your life, Lord, I believe. Amen. <laughs>